You know, Carl, if I didn't know better, it seems like you really enjoy being here. I don't know. <laughs> As you play those drums over there. Go sit down, Carl. All right. Um, for those who weren't able to make it, we had a great time as a uh, church family and also uh, members of Al's family and his circle of friends yesterday at Gulfgate Church in their outside worship space for the celebration of life for Al. And I can't help but think that Al would have been thrilled to have all of his, all of his worlds colliding in one place where the gospel was presented. <clears throat> Today at 4 o'clock, there will be a concert kind of festival type of thing at uh, Stottlemyers. I hear they have food there. And so uh, I'm going to be there <clears throat> for that reason. But uh, if you can't make it to that, we understand. But if you are, we'd love to have you. Um, we're continuing with our series on First Peter. And it's been a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a hard-hitting series. This week, I've actually gotten kind of wonky, and I have two Greek words in my sermon title. Bios versus zoe. So have you ever heard someone say or post on social media, I am blessed, life is good? What do people usually mean when they say that? Usually it's some sort of circumstance that is made breathing tolerable. <clears throat> Maybe it's a job they love. Maybe it's uh, financial security. <clears throat> Maybe uh, you have achieved some sort of material goal like a dream house or a dream car. That's good stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> Maybe it's this whole idea of living life to its fullest. I always get made fun of when I say this. Maybe it's YOLO, right? People always say, "Why, Pastor Joe, you're not hip. Stop trying to be hip. Maybe it's beautiful vacations, <clears throat> some sort of memorable experience, food. Maybe it's substance abuse. <clears throat> Maybe it's some sort of political victory that you enjoyed. Maybe it's moral self-righteousness, cultural wokeness, or anything achievable, consumable, or enjoyable. When those things happen, something that we like that is consumable, something that we have achieved that we wanted to achieve, or something that is enjoyable, boy, life is good. I am blessed. <clears throat> Maybe it's even a close circle of friends that you hang out with, or maybe even family. <clears throat> Kids, grandkids, siblings. I mean, who could argue with family as a blessing, right? I mean, it's all over Facebook, pictures of family. See, it can be small things. It can be other bigger, larger, important things. But I feel like as Christians, we have this unbiblical view of what it really means to be blessed. American culture is obsessed with being blessed. Pursuing satisfaction and earthly circumstances in life that make breathing fun. Countless commercials appealing to our desire to be blessed. Products placed with pictures of family, beautiful mountains, and smiles. I remember there was a commercial for Docker's Pants, and it had guys really having a great time in khaki pants playing football. Who plays football in khaki pants? It's ridiculous. <clears throat> the bottom line is the stuff they're selling is all superficial. But they're tapping into our, into our own desire to live our best life 
And honestly, it's exhausting trying to keep up with it. Defining the good life, if you will, by any of these things is at best a temporary moment. A facade, a charade, yes, even sometimes with family. With that in mind, I'm going to read the passage today from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8-12. through <clears throat> Finally, all of you have unity of mind. By the way, the finally comes at the end of this pericope, this teaching area where he's talked about our relationship funnel, right? Submit to government. Submit to employers. And then submit to spouses. He's talked about this funnel. <clears throat> Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. In other words, hate for hate. But on the contrary, bless. <clears throat> for this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and to see good days... Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. And what is the good? He's talked about those relationships, how we treat them. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So what is the historical application of our passage? What about man? What was he doing and why and how did he do it? I've entitled this section, Desiring Good Days. Understand, these are people whose dreams have been crushed. We've gone through this, right? First Peter's written to people who are heavily persecuted, being killed for their faith. Their business is being targeted and destroyed. Their homes being burned. They're having to meet in private and in secret. They are actually living in what is actually a repressive or op oppressive government. <clears throat> and they had little hope of what most of us today define as blessing or the good life or good days or life to its fullest, however you want to define it. Many of them lived as slaves to cruel masters. We covered that a few weeks ago. Many of them were women who lived as subjugated wives to cruel, unbelieving husbands. We talked about that last week. None of these people had hope for a better earthly life. Most had no hope for any financial security of any type. They were just hoping they could find a meal the next day. That's what Jesus talked about, give us this day our daily bread. That's what it's talking about. Most of them had lost precious family members to Nero's bloody persecution. Close friends, brothers, sisters, spouses, even children. And let's not even take Nero off the, off the table. They didn't even have Advil back then, let alone advanced medicine. Many people dying from sickness and illness that we would just think, oh, I'll get over it. <clears throat> All the things that we associate with life to its fullest that we see on social media or on TV has been ripped from their hands. Yet they still desire a life that they could love a life that they could enjoy, a life that was satisfying, full of days they would call good in verse 10. So what does Paul, Peter do? He gives them a new way to live. <clears throat> See, these churches that Paul had started in this region and that Peter's writing to now were unlike anything the world had ever seen before. <clears throat> it was a new kind of community of people, a community of equals the priesthood with each person just as important as the other. No social, economic, or gender hierarchy. And those who actually were called to lead and shepherd the flock were commanded and instructed to do so as servants. 
not as superiors. Matter of fact, Paul said, shepherd the flock of God that is around you, not below you. And then, all that being considered, all of them were voluntarily putting a metaphysical, spiritual purpose for this community beyond their earthly interests. Something they could not see, but were told they should make a priority, the kingdom of heaven, they were doing that at the expense of their earthly dreams. It's crazy. This was radically different from the Roman culture that surrounded them. Which, by the way, the Roman culture, what was that about? It was about who has the power and what's the best, most efficient way to use it to get what you want. These were loving, extremely philanthropic communities reaching out to those outside of their circle, the poor, the starving, the destitute. They were serving strangers. They were striving to be the best neighbors they could be. People living, get this now, people who were living as family, slaves, servants, husbands, wives, people living as family, Jews, Gentiles, even though they're clearly not family. As a matter of fact, if you were a Roman citizen and you weren't a Christian, you would be very fortunate if you had Christians as your neighbors. This type of counterculture community that Paul started and then Peter is talking to, Peter commands them to build this type of culture and live within it. He even gave clear direction how to conduct this type of community and all their relationships within society, even oppressive ones. Willfully submit to oppressive government. Willfully submit to cruel masters. Willfully submit to cruel, unbelieving husbands. Cherish your unbelieving wives. Why? All for the sake of the church's one true, eternal purpose. A priesthood of proclamation, integrity, and industry. Proclaiming living with integrity, and doing the best job you can. You know, I really wish I'd have come up with those three words like seven weeks ago. Proclamation, integrity, industry. I would have saved a ton of time, right? Instead of saying all that other stuff. <clears throat> but, you know, they are faced, as these commands are given to them, they're faced with hard choices. I mean, depending upon the station of your life, your opinions within the church would vary greatly on how far Peter's commands would go. I mean, you can bet there are differing opinions regarding upon you know, where you stand on how to fulfill these radical commands and these radical concepts. Surely some would say Peter is absolutely nuts. How can our days even possibly be good with the carnage that our lives have become because of persecution? Before we could even think about having good days, we must fight to change the way society works. Then maybe We can have something good, recoup some of the lost things that we cherish. Right now, all life does is steal everything we cherish. Others might say, to do what Peter commands, I have to be willing to put to risk all my most precious blessings. I'm not sure I'm ready to do that. So that's the history. What about the spiritual part? I've entitled this, you know, what about God? What does he do and and why and how does he do it? I've entitled this choosing Zoe over bios. See, the Greeks had two very different words distinguishing life. One would distinguish survival, breathing, living, 
and the other one would distinguish experience. Now, obviously, so let me just go through the Greek word study here. Bios, the manner or way in which life is sustained, right? Eating, sleeping, breathing. The natural instinct, right? If, if, you're, if you're not able to breathe, maybe you're in the water and, and there's a threat of drowning or something, what happens? Your natural instinct is to fight for breath. Remember this concept, fighting for breath. When we are in danger of losing our blessed life, we will fight for bios, fight for breath. We will protect our family, fight for their rights to breathe too. That's bios. We get the English word biology from it. Then we have another Greek word for life, zoe. We get the English word zoo. But it doesn't mean in English what it means in Greek. In Greek, here's what it means. It means the vitality or experience of life. I want you to remember this specific word, zoe, for later. But that's zoe, the vitality and experience of life. When it comes to zoe, we strive for the good stuff of life, the experiences we treasure, the cherish, the lifestyle we want. And then there's another Greek word, one more I'm going to give to you today, agathos. It just means good, pleasant, joyful, and satisfying. Peter is telling his Gentile believers that he's writing to, the ones who are being persecuted. They're living in a hostile society, remember, that they can have something beyond bios. If they want a blessed life full of good days, Peter is calling them to make a choice between two different ways to live. Zoe or bios. Which one are you going to pursue? Then he says something that, man, I don't really like. He says, don't fight back. What? Don't fight back? You know, in that verse when he says, the Lord will bless those who don't seek to fight but seek peace, he actually quotes from Psalm 34, 13 to 15. It is actually a link to the Old Testament. He says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil. Psalm 34, 13 through 50. And I'll get to the other parts of that passage in a moment. On the surface, it seems like these believers, right, who are suffering, all they can worry about is fighting for bios. I mean, Nero's trying to kill them, kill their family. You mean you want us to strive for some sort of mystical, metaphysical zoe and just abandon bios? Some of us, Peter, have cruel masters who torment us daily. Some of us have unbelieving spouses who abuse us. Nero himself hates us and persecutes us. How can we even think that we could have agathos zoe, good life? Nero, for goodness sakes, we've lost loved ones. Who has time for zoe? We're just trying to fight for the things that everyone else wants. Yet, Peter's commanding them they must live in humility, submission, honor, with kindness, and let go of the human obsession to hit back. He says, live in peace. This is the other half of the passage in Psalm 34. And do good, seek peace, pursue it. You know, when you want to fight back, what do you do? You, you are pursuing conflict. 
He says, no, instead of fighting back, I want you to pursue peace. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. Peter makes it clear. This is the life you really want if you are desiring the agathos zoe, the good life that is full of agathos days, good days. Don't seek to strike back, paying evil for evil, fighting, scratching, clawing for the blessed bios, the blessed life that earth can offer. In contrast, those who don't seek peace in their relationship funnel, government, masters or employers and spouses, all they have is the fight. That's it. No Zoe, all bios, and guess what? It all ends in death anyway. He is teaching them that there is something beyond clinging and fighting for bios. It's agathos Zoe, good life. And you can have this agathos Zoe, this good life, even if your life is missing everything society says you need to have agathos bios, good life. You can have a life full of good days even if you have nothing that the world says makes good days. It's not about possessions. It's not about religious piety either. The keys are sympathy, brotherly love, and tender-hearted humility. It's a life that makes our three priestly roles that we've been talking about for weeks the highest priority, proclamation, integrity, and industry. They can have agathos zoe, good life, a life full of good days amid suffering in bad bios. What, are you kidding? What about the personal? What about us? What are we supposed to do and why and how do we do it? I've titled this a question, Bios or Zoe? Which one? This was the sermon preview this week on social media that I put up. When does the blessed life we all hope and fight for become an obstacle to the command to follow Jesus? Just think about that for a moment. How many of you have been pursuing Agathos Bios to such a degree that you have no time for Zoe. First of all, we got to define what exactly Peter means by good days. See, look, pursuing a good life is something everyone wants, right? Nobody says, you know what? My goal in life is to have a mediocre to bad experience. Kakos Zoe. That's the Greek word for bad. Kakos. I want a bad Zoe. I want bad bios. If I can just get a glimpse of bad bios, I will be satisfied. <laughs> so how can we know what is bios and what is zoe within our life? I mean, that'd be good to know, right? If we're going to pursue zoe, we'd like to know what it is. We're trying to avoid being obsessed with bios. We'd like to know what that is. Here's what I'll tell you. Anything that you cherish that you could lose in a breath, bios. Doesn't mean you can't cherish it. It just means you have to recognize you can lose it in a breath. Think of it this way. Bios, anything in life confined to this world, temporary. Zoe, 
anything in life to do with the soul, eternal. Remember that word later too, soul. See, the best this world can offer you is decent experience in survival. The best this world can offer you is to make as many of your breaths as enjoyable and as comfortable as possible. Like if 90% of your breaths are comfortable, then that's the best the world can probably give you. You're going to have 10% that are bad. I mean, that's a pretty good life. That's Agathos Bios right there. See, we often confuse enjoyable breaths of life as Zoe, don't we? We often confuse those moments that we're really enjoying Bios as life of the soul, Zoe. Awesome vacations, good job, money and possessions, family, loved ones, your health. Those are all bios. Doesn't mean they're worthless. We just have to make sure we understand what they are. You know, Solomon had all the things of bios in abundance. Remember Solomon, the son of David, the wealthiest man ever walked the face of the earth, and that can be verified, actually. <clears throat> Solomon had all these things in abundance. You know what he said at the end of his life of agathos, bios, full of anything and everything that would make breathing fun? And by the way, he was a believer, Solomon was. Here's what he said. So I hated bios. Because what is done under the sun... The earth was grievous to me for all his vanity and striving or fighting after wind. Wow. So what about those who have no family? Or maybe have lost family? Or what about those whose families are absolute dysfunctional messes? How do those with no money no security, no hope of a comfortable, fulfilling bios. Are they just out of luck when it comes to life of good days and being blessed? You know, there's a lot of people like that in this world. Do they have a chance for a life of agathos days? What about those who don't have their health anymore? Are they up the creek? Well, at least you've got your health. I don't even have that. Can they be blessed? See, even at their very best, these things that we cherish in bios are all just a heartbeat away, a moment from being lost. Trust me, I know. Many of the people reading what Peter wrote had no hope for any of these things that you cherish. But Zoe, these are the things in life that last beyond this world. Kingdom service, connection with Jesus, salvation. A life lived in such a way it leaves eternal spiritual blessings for all the souls in your relationship funnel. How? How do we leave these reverberating, echoing spiritual blessings for all eternity through proclamation of the gospel, living with integrity, and a life of full, the best you can do industry focused beyond an earthly kingdom to a heavenly one. 
In other words, agathos zoe, good life, is achieved only by fulfilling our purpose and calling as royal priests that Peter was talking about in chapter 1. So with that in mind, I want to talk a little about how we deal with fighting for bios. This is going to blow your mind. The Bible is so amazing. It's full of these links. It's, it's just amazing, right? So Matthew 16, 25 to 26. Whoops. Can you put that back up for me? Thanks. I'll, I'll go through. You guys get to look at all those things in case you forgot to write something down. Yeah. Okay. Don't fight back. Okay. Nope, that's not it. There we go. Fighting for bios. Matthew 16, 25 and 26. For whoever would save his life will lose it. I put it in bold because I'm going to blow your mind here in just a minute. Whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? See that word, life? It's actually the Greek word for breath, bios. For what would it, whoever would save his breath will lose it. But whoever loses his breath, bios, for my sake, will find it. For what will it profit if a man gains the whole world, bios, and forfeits his soul, zoe? Or what shall a man give in return for his zoe? Constantly fighting for bios isn't compatible with zoe, church. It's not compatible with the priesthood. It's not, the, it's not compatible with being a proclaimer, a person who lives with integrity or industry. Sadly, many American Christians primarily focus on fighting for bios. So passionately, we don't have time for zoe. When you are selfish with your earthly resources, that is choosing bios over zoe. When your own interest and agenda are more important than the kingdom, that's choosing bios over zoe. When your first reaction is retaliation or anger for anyone or anything infringing upon your cherished blessings, that's choosing bios over zoe. Life confined to this world, bios, those things can really feel like agathos, zoe, can't they? But no, they're just good bios. And I'm going to tell you, if your only focus is preserving the things you cherish, the fighting will be exhausting. You'll fight so hard for agathos, bios, good life, that you're going to lose anyway, by the way, at some point. We have nothing left for Agathos Zoe. And suddenly, we've wasted our bios. That's why so many Christians can't make the kingdom a higher priority. They just don't have enough energy or time or emotion left for Agathos Zoe. That's why so many Christians are struggling with gathering together serving one another, giving sacrifice, giving sacrificially, 
You know, perhaps those who have agathos bios, the good breathing, perhaps those who have that in abundance are too distracted to even think about zoe much. Easier for a rich man to go through what is a needle or something in the camel, the hair, or the hay? Some, I don't remember something like that. You guys didn't remember, right? I didn't have it in my notes, so I'm just kind of struggling there with that. I just came to my... You know, Tim Keller says a really, has a really great quote about this. He says, we have made good things, right? Breathing is good. We've made good things ultimate things. We make many gods out of these agathos bios ingredients. And before we know it, these agathos bios, these earthly things we cherish that can end with a moment, they become our only purpose for living. We cherish good things so much, our ultimate purpose becomes fighting to preserve them. What would happen if your blessed agathos bios were suddenly lost? What if you lost your health? your job, or your money, or your family. There's a better way to live, and that is living by pursuing Zoe. You're going to love this. Jesus says in the Gospel of John, I came that they might have life. And you know what word he uses? Zoe, not bios. I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. You know, when you, heard, when you heard Jesus saying life more abundant, a lot of people think, see, if you follow Jesus, you're going to get bios. No, you get zoe. And sometimes it's not very good bios to pursue zoe. Followers of Jesus instinctively know there is something greater than bios, something beyond this world. We understand there's more to life than the best bios earth can offer. That's why we have a higher purpose that we pursue as royal priests. Pursuing Zoe is not easy, though. In fact, everything in this world works against you pursuing Zoe. The world has no interest in Zoe. The world has interest in substitutions for Zoe, things presented as Zoe that are actually still bios. Our culture is constantly pulling us toward agathos bios, good earthly life. It's constantly pulling us away from agathos zoe. The world is constantly making you choose between zoe or fighting for bios. But you know what? Culture around us without Christ has no choice. Culture fights relentlessly for agathos bios because that's the best kind of breathing that life can offer them. That's the only thing they can hope for. How sad that existence is. Church, the priesthood is the only true path to good life. And I'm not talking about the religious priesthood. For those that haven't caught the other sermons, I'm talking about the royal priesthood of all believers. The only way to good life is the priesthood, agathos zoe. Stop wasting your time being obsessed with fighting for bios. Start pursuing zoe. Make all your relationships in your relationship funnel that we talked about last week, all those relationships, make them connections that have eternal ripples. Zoe. And when we learn to live 
with agathos, zoe, as our primary focus, others are going to look at us and say, wow, I have nothing in my bios that looks anything like this. You want to experience life at its fullest? A life full of good days that fulfills your heart and your soul and your mind? Is that what you want? Well, I can tell you, agathos zoe, the good life that Peter's talking about, starts first with trusting the gospel. And here's how beautiful it is. You ready? Where Jesus gave up his agathos bios so that we could have agathos zoe. That's more abundant than anything bios can ever offer. Heavenly Father, we are so confused. Our life is so full of bios, yet we want more Zoe. Sometimes we don't know which one is Zoe and which one is bios. Lord, help us to have a wisdom and discernment to see what things are eternal and what things are temporal. And Lord, we know it doesn't mean that we have to ignore the things we cherish in this life. We cherish them for a reason. They're good things. But God, please give us the discernment, the wisdom, the understanding to learn how to make Zoe the priority. Teach us, Father, how to be royal priests that proclaim, live with integrity, and have incredible industry. Give us a Zoe, a life that the world can look at and say, wow, I have nothing like that in my bios. But most importantly, we want to stop and thank you, Jesus, that you willingly on the cross gave up your breath, gave up your bios so that you could save our souls, so that we could have agathos zoe, more abundant than anything this world could ever offer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, we love you. Have a great week. Go out this week and pursue zoe.